to More Living with Jim Brogan, your source of information for living the best years of your life, your way. For more than a decade, host Jim Brogan and his expert guests have come together each week to share important news and advice that can impact the lives and well-being of those who are retired and those nearing retirement. Learn about issues like health and fitness, financial planning, social security benefits, investment advice, and more. And now, here's the host of More Living, Jim Brogan. Good morning, East Tennessee, and welcome to More Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. You're listening to News Talk 98.7 WOKI. And you know, as you've advanced in your career and perhaps earned more money, you may have stopped budgeting. Don't worry, we're not going to talk about budgeting today. (laughs) But we are going to talk about something very, very important. You know, your expenses and your spending probably increased as you were working and making more money, but so did your paycheck. And But once those paychecks stop, you may have to stick to a budget once again. You know, most of the people come into my office don't really have their arms around exactly what they're spending a month and therefore a year. We knew that when we were younger and our budgeting got looser as we aged. But in retirement, you might start with your expenses and figure out how much income you'll need to cover them rather than starting out with what you have and seeing what you can spend. So how do you do this? Some expenses like housing, food, travel, easy to calculate. But let's talk about the less obvious costs. What is the greatest expense you and I will ever have in our lifetimes, including throughout your retirement? And for most of us, it's our taxes. It's our income taxes. And while some sources of income are tax-free, and we have a great opportunity to do tax planning in retirement, uh, if you're withdrawing from traditional retirement accounts, pensions, annuities, distributions will be taxed as regular income, um, usually. And even your Social Security can be taxed. Up to 85% of it is subject to ordinary income tax, in fact. Many people assume their taxes go substantially down in retirement. It's not always true, especially if you don't have a good plan for it. And, you you know, you probably want to maintain your pre-retirement lifestyle. So you'll need a similar amount of money. And over time, inflation will eat away at the buying power of your money. So it's a lot to think about when it comes to income and taxes in retirement. The great news is you have more control of your income taxes in retirement than at any other time in your life. And especially between the sweet, what I call the sweet spot, you've heard me talk about this over the years, but the sweet spot between retirement age and age 70 and a half, because age 70 and a half, you're required to start taking taxable distributions from your retirement accounts. Everything, all retirement accounts except for a Roth, and most, if not all of that income is taxable. So you've got, but even after 70 and a half, you've got some great tax control. You just lose a little bit of it. So, you know, you you need a plan. I think we're in a challenging investment climate. I think the next 10 years are going to be a challenge. I think there's going to be good years and bad years, and I think it's going to be pretty choppy. I could be wrong. I don't think I will be, but I could be. But how do you have a plan to be successful if I'm right? You know, no matter what the market does. Well, one big way to bolster your return is to 
decrease your taxes. Remember, it's not how much you make, it's how much you get to keep. And so there's two parts of that equation. There's what you make, then there's minus what you pay tax, what your tax bill is, gets you your net. And, you know, so if you can reduce your taxes, you can help offset the reality, the potential reality of mediocre investment returns in the coming decades. So in today's show, we're going to talk about changes to income tax brackets for 2019 that you may not be aware of. We're going to talk about an increased social security tax and how different types of income are in retirement or taxed and how you can really make hay and be smart about tax planning. And by the way, there's a huge difference in tax planning and tax preparation. Tax preparation is what you do every year, typically in the in the spring, when you file your income taxes. And it is a very much of an exercise of looking in your rearview mirror because you're looking at things that already happened the previous year. You've already gotten your 1099, your W-2. You've already done all that. There's just a, not a lot you can do to reduce your tax bill. Tax planning is looking forward and being intentional about the things that could that could show up on your income tax return. Much, much more powerful. So be clear, I'm not a CPA. We don't do tax preparation. Tax planning, the idea of looking forward, is a, is a fundamental element of comprehensive financial planning that just has to be addressed in this, what I think will be a challenging economic environment over the coming decade. And by the way, did you? we're almost through with the second decade. Blows my mind. You know, I hadn't really been thinking about it that, that way. And on Tuesday morning, I was here in studio with Phil Williams, and he mentioned, Jim, we're coming up on the end of another decade. We're about to start the third decade of the 21st century. Will it be the roaring 20s? I doubt it. I don't think it looks that way. Uh, I could be wrong, but it probably it probably is going to be a challenging decade. So your tax plan is a great way to reduce those taxes. So let's let's dive into this. Uh, let's discuss the, the there's something in the in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that's very important that gives us some tax planning opportunities and also some challenges, and it's how we handle our deductions. All right. Uh, now, of course, you know, the deduction was dramatically increased on the standard deduction. Um, and by the way, the standard deduction went up this year because of inflation. Cost of living, I'll have more of that in the next segment. But, you know, the standard deduction went way up. So many people, 90%, I think, is the number that I saw that taxpayers now are not itemizing. But with smart planning, you might could itemize every other year in how you time Things like property taxes. You know, you could you could go ahead and pay your twenty your current property taxes that are not due till March first. You could go ahead and you know you could put well you could put them off to next to, to the winter. They're not due till March first. Now you're going to pay a little bit more that way, but you could pay them in say January February, and then you could for, for next year you could pay them before the end of the calendar year. So you could double up in 2020. And you could time your charitable contributions. You could also time when you make large purchases and get a sales tax deduction. So you can potentially be effective. You know, even if you are itemizing, it still make it make a lot more sense. Like if you're if you have a thirty thousand dollar itemized deduction, 
but you're not timing your deductions, you may want to step back and do a $24,000 standard deduction one year, and then the next year you might be able to do forty or forty-five. And so over the two years, you may get a much greater deduction. That's what effective tax planning is. Most people don't think about it in those terms. However, there's a limit on your deduction that you claim for state and local tax. So that's that's going to be your property tax, a large vehicle purchase. There is a limit. It's $10,000 in a given year. This limit was challenged by four states that challenged this law. Connecticut, Maryland, New Jersey, and New York filed a lawsuit to strike down the cap on state and local tax deduction. Their argument was, hey, it costs more to live here. We shouldn't have the same cap on deductions as somebody in, say, Tennessee, where cost of living is lower. Okay? And uh, they were rejected. The lawsuit was filed in July of 2018, and uh, they were their attempt at overturning the law was unsuccessful. A judge found that the SALT cap is not unconstitutional, but that it is in some ways unprecedented, since there's never been a cap before. So, you know, what will come of that down the road, who knows? But it was rejected. More than likely, we're stuck with this $10,000 cap. So, there, there, but there still are some effective ways to plan around it. Uh, if you remember your, now remember your charitable deduction is not subject to that cap. Your home interest deduction is not subject to that cap. The only thing to be aware of a home interest is, you know, if you acquired your home, uh, you know, prior to, I think it was 17, the fall of 17, December 17, you've, uh, you can deduct interest on a million dollars. Uh, if it's after December of 17, it's, I think December 15th, it's, it's, uh, 750,000. But your interest deduction has to be for acquisition debt. So you can't, you know, if you consolidated debt or if you did a cash out refinance, part of that interest cannot be deducted. But anything for ac- to buying the home or improving the home can be deducted. And there's, it's not subject to the $10,000 limit. Charitable deductions are not subject to the $10,000 limit. So again, with effective planning, you might even be itemizing and still want to load up in every other year and then take the standard deduction uh, every other year. So that's just an overlooked area in tax planning that most people don't talk about. All right. I'm going to bring up one more. And that is the qualified charitable distribution. That is for those of you that are 70 and a half, in the year of 70 and a half or older, you can, you know, you have this minimum distribution that you have to take from your IRA. You can give a portion of that or all of it up to a $100,000 cap. You can give it directly to church or charity. The check cannot be made out to you. It's got to be made out to the church or charity. And it's a page one tax deduction. In addition... To whatever you take on page two, if you're like, let's say you're taking a standard deduction and you're not getting the value of charitable contributions, you give from your IRA, it counts towards your minimum, but it's a page one tax deduction. Page one tax deductions are always better anyway than a page two tax deduction because coming off of page one potentially lowers your taxes on social security income. It potentially lowers your Medicare premium. It just, it's so much more beneficial. Plus, you're getting the full power of that deduction if you're not itemizing. It's a no-brainer. If you're giving any kind of money to church or charity and you're in your 70s or older, you need to be starting and ending 
if you're not given more than $100,000, you really should be starting and ending with your IRA. Now, you can only do it from an IRA. You cannot do it from a 401k, a 403b, or other kind of retirement plan at work. It has to be an IRA. But what a tremendous opportunity. So understanding interest deductions, taxes, property taxes, sales taxes, charitable contributions, all of that stuff, uh, I mean, it's a lot of stuff to think about, but if you use it effectively, you can start driving down your tax bill. Now, later I'm going to talk about the real the real gold mine, which is how you plan your income in, the, in, in retirement and how it's taxed. But this, this, these deductions in state and local taxes and charities have been tremendously overlooked. So be sure that you're taking advantage of it. Okay, now coming up next, we're going to discuss changes to income tax brackets for 2019, including did you know that the standard deduction is increasing? Don't go away. You're listening to More Living with Jim Brogan, only on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. listening to more living with jim brogan during the week jim is a financial advisor an author and speaker with an mba from the university of tennessee who specializes in helping people in or near retirement plan for the next phase of their lives you can reach brogan financial during the week at 865-862-6800 or on the web at broganfinancial.com and now Here's Senior Market Advisor Magazine's 2011 National Advisor of the Year and host of More Living, Jim Brogan. Thank you for tuning in this morning to More Living here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. And thank you for making us the number one weekend show on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. I'm your host, Jim Brogan, and today we're talking about the largest expense you and I will ever have in our lifetimes. And... For just about everybody listening, it's probably your income taxes. And we're talking about effective planning to reduce that. In the prior segment, we talked about how uh, your, your, lo- your, your state and local tax deductions and, and charitable contributions, how you can use them more effectively uh, to maximize your deductions. Uh, very, very powerful, even if you're not itemizing how. If you're over 70 and a half, you can use the qualified charitable deductions. Now, there in the break, Haller and Hilton Hill mentioned my classes. And tax planning is a big thing that I teach in my classes. Um, my next class is not until January the 30th. We're done for the fall. And my class dates are up on my website. If you go to broganfinancial.com, You can either scroll down or you can click on the classes button at the top and it'll show you the dates um, at UT downtown and then also at Pellissippi State in Hardin Valley and in Blount County. I'm in Hardin Valley in March. I'm at um, UT January 30th and February 6th. But you can see those dates. You can also click to download syllabus. The registration is not open yet. But you can go ahead and mark those dates, and we'll let you know if you sign up for our e-blast, which is a new thing. If you sign up for our e-blast, uh, you'll you'll be notified when those dates are open for registration. You can sign up for our weekly e- email, our e-newsletter, uh, at our website. If you just go straight to the website, you'll see it right down there at the bottom of your window. Um, but you don't have to wait 
uh, to go to a class. If you want to do a review, I'm happy to do that for you in my office. And we'll look at your tax planning. That's a big part, and that's what we're talking about today. That's just one part of a financial plan. I very rarely meet with people that come into my office that are retirement age that have effectively looked at their income tax planning. Very rarely. I mean like one in 50 probably. Maybe not even that many. So if you'd like a review, get a second opinion on what you're doing with your taxes and your investments and your income planning, your Social Security planning, all that stuff, be happy to do it. You can call us at 865-862-6800 or you can email us uh, through our website. Go to broganfinancial.com. You can click for a complimentary review. It's right there on the page. Uh, today, now in this segment, we're going to discuss how the 2019 income tax brackets are changing. You know, April 15th will be here sooner than you realize, and we should be doing some end-of-year tax planning to get ready. Uh, there are updated tax brackets for the 2019 tax year thanks to what is called chained indexing, chained inflation. But because of this, some taxpayers may end up in a higher tax bracket unwittingly. So let's discuss this. Tax rates are staying the same, but the bracket ranges get updated every year. So 10%, 12, 22, 24, 32, 35, and 37%. So that's seven tax brackets. And then on the capital gain side, you've got four tax brackets. So this is on ordinary income. On capital gains, you have the overlooked 0% capital gains tax bracket. Then you have 10, excuse me, 15, then 18.8, then 23.8. The overlooked is the zero. Tremendous opportunity. But the rates are unchanged. The brackets change. So the indexing method that adjusts our brackets up every year was changed with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Not anybody that, I mean, I've hardly ever, I mean, it, 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 I've, I mean, there were articles when this came out, but very few people have talked about this. It's a hidden tax increase for most Americans because, see, previously changes in the tax rates were based on the consumer price index. So if it went up 4% or let's say 3%, then the tax bracket went up 3%. So if it was, if a tax, I'm going to use a round number. There is no tax bracket that starts at 80,000, but let's say there was. It would have gone up, if, if, if CPI went up 3%, then that bracket would go up 3%, which would be $2,400. So now instead of 80,000, that bracket would not kick in until $82,400. So you had an extra $2,400 of income that was taxed in the lower bracket because the bracket ranges went up every year. They still do, but now they're they're based on what is called chained consumer price index. And I'm not going to dive into the details of that, but bottom line, chained indexing generally results in lower inflation adjustments to the tax brackets. So if your income merely is going up to keep up with what we think of as real inflation, your your tax rates may be increasing more. So you're getting a hidden tax increase every year. So you could eventually end up in a higher tax bracket. And that means every tax bracket as you load up, so 10%, 12%, 22%, 24%, 32%, as you go up, every bracket, you're hitting the next higher bracket sooner. It might be just a few hundred dollars this year. 
but it's on every bracket. And then, you know, that's that's two hundred dollars. That's let's say it goes up to, you know, it's a two hundred dollar difference. That's two hundred dollars. It's taxed at twenty two percent instead of twelve. That's two hundred dollars. It's taxed at twenty four instead of twenty two and thirty two instead of twenty four. I mean, it starts adding up to thousands of dollars. And over a period of years between now and twenty twenty five, it's going to be hidden tax increases. Now, in twenty twenty five, we go back to the old rates adjusted for the old inflation CPI. If the tax law doesn't change. Uh, so that's in that's what's what the current law says it, uh, unless tax revenues end up offsetting the anticipated reduction in tax revenue so um but these are things very very important so i'm just trying to underscore the importance that of tax planning to so that you can try to minimize the impact of these hidden tax increases because these hidden tax increases for you in retirement are going to eat away at your money and hurt your ability to fight inflation and inflation in retirement is like the silent killer of retirement income it's kind of like cholesterol on our health it just kind of sneaks up on us you know inflation is not something that in the course of a year or two we're like oh my gosh what happened to my money it's not like losing 43% in a bear market but we wake up one day in 10 years and it's like where did all my income go and yeah inflation's really low right now inflation's 2% roughly and it's been around 1 and a half to 2.2% for 10 years but roughly 9 or 10 years uh, but it does eat away your your income. And so this tax situation continues to eat away at it. All right. Now, a couple things I do want you to know. The standard deduction in 2019 is higher than it was in 2018. So for married couples, it's not 24,000. It's 24,400. It went up because of this chained indexing. All right. For a single filer, it's another, it's 200 higher. So it went up 200 per person. If you're head of household, it actually went up 350. Now, if you're 65 or older, remember you get an extra $1,300. All right. So a married couple that is both 65 or older in 2019, you're now at 27,000. Last year was 26,600. So now you're at 27,000. So that's a positive. But again, it's not going up as fast as true inflation. So uh, uh, just underscoring, you need to, these rules are important to understand. It's important to understand how hidden tax increases are going to erode your money and compound the problems of inflation. So you have to have a financial plan that gives you the opportunity for growth in the long haul. You've heard me talk a lot about not taking unnecessary risks on this program. And it is especially true in the early years of retirement that you don't take risks to your income. Your your income in the er, in the first 10 years of retirement, uh, you know, needs to come from sources that aren't subject to full-on stock market risk and that is an essential part of a financial plan for retirement you cannot jeopardize your income in the short term you should not be drawing income from risk investments in retirement but because of the eroding power of inflation and hidden tax increases like i'm discussing today you have to have a plan for long-term growth and you have to take risks that are acceptable to you Now, I do see most people are taking too many risks, 
for what they really want out of their money. And they don't need to take more unnecessary risks. But that needs to be evaluated. There's no better time than right now to evaluate those risks because the markets are at all-time highs, at or near all-time highs. So it's a great time to be reassessing. Most people, I mean, if you're still working, how long has it been since you really looked at your 401k mix? And most people are taking way too many unnecessary risks, either with too much stock exposure or too much bond exposure in a low interest rate environment. That stuff needs to be measured now, okay? And take appropriate risks and build your money based on when you'll need it so you protect income in the first five to ten years of retirement. And then the tax planning goes into that very, very critically important, uh, and I'm just hitting on two things. I haven't gotten into Social Security election. I haven't gotten into a myriad of other things. Uh, we're focusing on income taxes today and and uh, uh, also the need for growth in your long-term income because of the eroding power of hidden tax increases on top of inflationary concerns. So don't leave your retirement to chance your income or chance in retirement. Inflation is just one factor that could seriously drain your purchasing power along with the hidden tax increases. Let us help you navigate these retirement income planning decisions and take all of your necessary risks into account. We'll learn your life goals. We'll combine them with your financial situation to create a customized retirement plan that aims to carry you to, to and through retirement and give you the greatest possibility of success we possibly can where you understand your plan, you don't make mistakes emotionally because you understand how the plan's going to perform. We've planned for risk before it happens. Give us a call for a free, no-obligation review, 865-862-6800. Again, that's 862-6800. Or you can email us if you go to our website at broganfinancial.com. There's a box for a complimentary review. We'd love to see you. You can also sign up for our weekly e-newsletter where we keep you up to date with all the content that we've posted for the week, including links to the podcasts of this show. Now, when we come back, we'll discuss Social Security adjustments and taxation on Social Security. Don't go away. This is More Living with Jim Brogan on Newstalk 98.7 WOKI. Carry on my Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry no more Through his weekly radio show, television news appearances, and adult education classes taught at the University of Tennessee and Pellissippi State Community College, Jim taps into his extensive knowledge and experience to address issues important to living your best retirement. Join Jim every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. here on Newstalk 98.7 WOKI and visit him online at broganfinancial.com. And now, here's the host of More Living, Jim Brogan. Thanks for tuning in this morning to More Living with Jim Brogan, where it's all about living the best years of your life your way. You're listening to News Talk 98.7 WOKI, and we're talking about saving on income taxes in retirement. And so in this segment, we're going to talk about 
while, on Social Security. While you can always rely on Social Security, at least for now, the benefit might not have as much buying power in the fa- in the future. Uh, in 2020, maximum Social Security taxes will increase 3.6%, while benefits will only rise 1.6%, less than half. So this maximum amount of earnings subject to Social Security tax, you know, there's a cap. And it's, it will rise 3.6% to $137,700 in 2020. So the maximum Social Security tax a worker will pay um, will be $17,074.80. So that would be you would pay $8,537, and then your employer would pay set would pay another eighty five hundred and thirty seven. That's how that works. Your employer is paying half of your social security tax. That's why if you're self employed, you get hit with that big fifteen point three percent self employment tax. You're having to pay your social security tax plus your employers. Many of you already are aware of that, but many people that are working aren't really aware of how that all works. That the employer is paying an additional 7.65% on top of your income in Social Security tax. Or, well, 765 in total payroll tax. 6.2 of that is for Social Security tax. So the maximum is $8,537 for the employer, $8,537 for you. That's over $17,000 per person. Social Security benefits increases are based on cost of living adjustments. So in other words, when you're retired, there's a cost of living adjustment that affects your Social Security. They've announced the increase for 2020, and it's going up by 1.6% in 2020. So the average Social Security benefit for a retired worker will increase by $24 a month to $1,503 in 2020. That's the average across the entire country. The average benefit for a retired couple will grow $40 a month to $2,531. That's a modest increase. Last year was 2.8. This year is 1.6. Three years since 2009, we've had zero increase in Social Security benefits. The inflation adjustment has also decreased in how they calculate the Social Security benefiting uh, adjustment every year. And then, of course, Medicare beneficiaries will will face increased Medicare premiums. Part B is, in go- is going to increase from $135.50 to $144.30. Round numbers, $9. So your Medicare premium is going to go up by 9 bucks. Your Social Security benefit, on average, is going to go up by 24 bucks. So you're going to get a net increase... A net of $15. That's average worker or, or average retiree that's drawing Social Security. Average will go up $15 net. But is it really? It's actually going up less because the net benefit after you deduct the Medicare premiums going up by $15. But the taxable income for many of you is going up by closer to $20 because 85% of your Social Security benefit is in is uh, taxed for many of, the, of those of you listening today. So, again, this is an area where you're getting a hidden tax increase. Your net benefit's going up $15, but you're being taxed on more than that 
because you're being taxed on your Social Security income. Now, so not all, all retirees are taxed on the Social Security income, but most are now. At least most that come into my office are taxed on their Social Security income. So it's another area where you get hidden tax increases. So if we look at Social Security benefit, has, is, their buying, is the buying power of Social Security income expected to increase enough over the next 30 years in your retirement to meet cost of living increases? When you factor Medicare premium, taxation, and the fact that the average medic, uh, Social Security increase since 2009 has been less than 1.5% per year, I think, um, the answer is no. It's not going to, probably. Historically, it's been, you know, in the twos, average of over 2% per year. But since 09, it's been lower, and I think it's going to continue to be probably less than, you know, 1% to 1.5%, probably, in that range. That's not going to keep up with inflation. Plus, you have the issue of the hidden tax increase, and you have the issue of Medicare premium eating up a lot of that. So... You've got to have a plan for increasing income in retirement, and you're going to have to shift more and more of the burden to your life savings if, when you're depending on a lot of the. I mean, Social Security, everybody, I mean, Social Security is a very valuable part of your retirement plan, your retirement income plan. But the reality is, you're going to have to become more and more self sufficient over the course of 30 years in retirement. So to me, let's talk about here for a minute the importance of actually having a financial plan, you know, a written, where you do projections. And you look at into the future, if Social Security increases are are, are lower and earnings aren't as robust, you know, how's that likely to affect your income? And do you have enough life savings to sustain that? Because, again, over time, you're going to have to become more and more dependent on your life savings, in my opinion, and less dependent on the Social Security because it's just going to get eroded slowly but surely over time. So you need to run those kinds of projections to feel confident and secure. And then your financial plan should be focused on meeting those projections and those income needs. So if you haven't done that, you need to do it as part of a financial plan, uh, especially if you're taking, say, 3 to 4%. If you're planning on taking 3 to 4% of your investments as income, so if you have a million dollars and you need to take thirty to 40000 a year from that million to supplement Social Security and any other income you have, that's 3 to 4%, you definitely need to be running these projections and looking at different scenarios. And then what if there's a big bear market in the first three or four years? You've got to stress test those kinds of things. A good financial plan can all dramatically reduce, I'd say all but eliminate, but it may be a better way to say it is dramatically reduce the risk of, an, of a bear market in the first three or four years of retirement. But you need a written plan for that and to understand how that all works and fits together and how you build a plan to mitigate those risks. So, you know, be sure that you're doing that. That is what we do at Brogan Financial. If you'd like to come in and see us for a review or a, or a second opinion, or if you just want us to look at your tax plan, give us a call, 865-862-6800, or you can email us, info at broganfinancial.com. It's even easier if you just go to my website at broganfinancial.com, and you can click for a, a free uh, uh, consultation. Uh, we'd love to see you and take a look at what you're doing and where the risks are. Now, when we come ar- back, stick around because we're going to be t- talking about the real 
gold mine in retirement income tax planning, which is where you draw your income from and what does that do to your tax return and the opportunity, especially in the early years of retirement, to take advantage of a 0% tax bracket for long-term capital gains. So don't go away. This is More Living with Jim Brogan, only on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. listening to more living with jim brogan if you miss any of today's show or want to listen to it again visit broganfinancial.com where you can access the podcast and other educational materials to help you in your journey through retirement and now here's senior market advisor magazine's 2011 national advisor of the year and host of more living jim brogan this is More Living here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. I'm your host, Jim Brogan, and thanks for tuning in this morning. Uh, be sure to check us out online, broganfinancial.com. I want to bring you great information so you can make informed and prudent decisions to impact the quality of your life. And uh, we've got a great new e-blast, an e-newsletter that we send out every week. You can sign up for it at my website. If you go to broganfinancial.com, you'll see it down at the bottom of, the, of your window. It'll just stay there. It's always at the bottom of the window. And uh, in that weekly e-newsletter, what I do is provide links to new content that's posted that week. Our podcast of the show, podcast of my dollars and cents segment, our retirement minute so various forms of financial, great information, also links to my blog, that kind of stuff. So you can stay kind of dialed in as things evolve and great financial planning tips. So again, go to broganfinancial.com and at the bottom of the window, you can sign up for our complimentary e-newsletter. We'd love for you to do that and stay tuned in. Um, how much retirement income do you need to produce a similar amount of after-tax spending power? In retirement, like if you look at what your after-tax spending power is now, how do you create that in retirement by maybe not drawing nearly as much income but being smart and lowering your tax bill? So where do you draw your income from in in retirement? Well, when you're in your 60s, in, in what I call that sweet spot between retirement age and age 70 and a half, when you have to start taking taxable distributions from your retirement accounts, you've got an opportunity to stay in low tax brackets. I see a lot of people that are taxed at no worse than 10 or 12% tax brackets in their early, in their 60s. So if you're not, or if you know, if you are um, retired in your 60s, maybe you're drawing Social Security, maybe you're not. But if you need to then draw some income, you know, where do you pull it from? And and when you pull that income out, does it do you get a 1099? Does it show up on your tax return? You know, if you pull that from your IRA or your 401k, it's fully taxable. And now if you sell a stock or a mutual fund, 
you know, and it's not in an IRA. Some of it's taxable. Some of it's probably not. And the portion that is is subject to long-term gains, not ordinary income. And that's a huge opportunity because, you know, the, the tax bracket that's at 10 and 12% for ordinary income goes up to $78,950 for a married couple. So let's call that 79000 okay? Or anyway, it's so 78950 But that's after the deduction. So if you take a $24,300 tax deduction, which is standard, and that doesn't even add in the 1300 per person over 65. But that puts you at $103,000. So your taxable income on page one of your tax return can be $103,000. And your worst case is that part of your income is taxed at 12%. Now, if you're less than that, let's say you're at 80000 you could generate some long-term capital gains and be taxed at 0%. Because when you're in that 10 and 12% ordinary income tax bracket, your long-term capital gains rate is zero. And what an incredible opportunity to create gains where you realize income at a 0% tax bracket. Unbelievable. And you know what? If you, if you have to do that by the end of the year, and you don't necessarily know exactly what your taxable income is going to be. But it's okay if you go a little bit over you know, let's say you sell off some stock and buy it right back, or you sell mutual funds and buy it right back. If it's a gain, you can buy it right back and still take that gain, but it's a zero. You know, if you, let's say you go $2,000 over, well, that's okay. It's only the $2,000 that's taxed at 15%, all right, because it's a marginal system. It's only anything above that 103, roughly 103000 So it's just tremendous opportunities. You know, you might want to do Roth conversion in a 12% tax bracket today. You know that once you're 70 and a half and we're into 2025, when the tax brackets go back to what they were back in 17, you may never see, you, you may be in a 25% tax bracket for the rest of your life. So if you can take income today at 12% or do a Roth conversion today at 12%, and then after five years, that money's income tax-free forever, and and so pay 12% today when it would have been 25% tomorrow when you're in your 70s into after 2025, well, I mean, it's almost like you're paying taxes while they're on sale at 12% instead of 25. Now, you got to make sure you can afford to pay the tax bill and make sure that's not going to gut your savings too much. Because the last thing you can do is gut your savings in the early years of retirement. And so tax, you know, paying more taxes intentionally to save in the long term can be effective, but only if you can afford it. So these are the kinds of things that you need to be looking at in your financial plan. Tax planning is so overlooked, I can't even tell you. Now, income planning is the most overlooked area in retirement planning. The tax planning is probably second. Most people just don't effectively do that. Um, and you know, I very rarely have anybody come into my office for a second opinion or a review or a consultation that's really looking at and, and executing effective tax planning in retirement. So this is a way you can save potentially maybe thousands of dollars in retirement. And if it's going to be more challenging to earn money in the next decade, which I think it will be, stocks are expensive. Interest rates are really, really low. Uh, in a future week, uh, this year, I'm going to talk about the danger 
of in retirement when you have such a low interest rate environment it can be a very bad thing for retirees it can be a very good thing for younger workers but it can be a very bad thing for retirees but bottom line might be a challenging investment climate anything you can do do to reduce the tax bill will pay off in spades especially in those early years of retirement so be sure that you're doing a tax plan All right. A wise man said it's not how much money you make, but how much you get to keep, how hard it works for you, and how many generations you keep it for. Give me a call today for a no-obligation financial review to get started on a financial plan that takes your goals, your investments, your legacy and estate plan, your insurance need, and your taxes into account. We'll assess where you are today versus where you'd like to be and create an actionable plan that aims to get you there within your timetable. So give us a call, 865-862-6800. Again, that's 862-6800. You can email us at info at broganfinancial.com. You can also go to our website. You can uh, sign up for a complimentary review right there on the website. It's right there on the on the page. Also, at the bottom, you can of that of that window, you can sign up to get our free e blast to keep you informed. So again, you can make prudent decisions that can impact the quality of your life. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning. Thank you, Colin. He's always such a gentleman and does such so much for me and and, and others here at the station running the board. Uh, thank you to my wife, Dee Dee, helping me produce these shows. And uh, thank you most to you for tuning in and helping make More Living with Jim Brogan the number one weekend show here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Today, we've discussed tax planning because greater money in your pocket, greater wealth provides for more living so you can live the best years of your life your way. Thank you for tuning in. Go Big Orange. Let's get those Gamecocks. You're listening to More Living with Jim Brogan here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. The views expressed by Jim Brogan and his guests are not that of Cumulus Media. Any discussion of financial, legal, and tax planning strategies is not intended to be individualized advice and is general in nature. Always consult with your advisor for advice specific to your needs. This program's content does not represent a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment by Jim Brogan or Brogan Financial Incorporated.